Hey there, and welcome back to the SCTLR podcast. I'm your host, Cody McGuffey, and today join us for an inspiring conversation with Brandon Dopp as we discuss his incredible journey as an SCTLR from being a tour guide to now traveling around the world with his wife whenever and wherever they want to go. Let's dive deep into how he started his Etsy journey and his business and his ideas and strategies and how Print on Demand paved the way for them to have time and location freedom. Here's a clip from today's show. We have an awesome episode for you guys today. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Everbee, and we believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to pursue their passions and live life on their own terms. We believe in making e-commerce accessible to everyone around the world and using it to make a positive impact in their families and their communities. Everbee is the Etsy growth tool that helps Etsy sellers find winning products and gets more sales. With Everbee, you can see the revenue of products. You can see the monthly sales a listing is actually generating. You can see the tags that each listing is using to drive the SEO, and you can see the search volume for each keyword so you understand what people are searching for on Etsy and then what they're buying. It's what you guys need to be using to grow your business. So sign up for free, everbee.io. Brandon, man, great to have you here, man. Thanks for coming on. For sure. Thank you so much for having me, Cody. I'm excited to Talk about Etsy here. So how do we get here? I think we met on probably because of your YouTube channel and like you're educating like the community, Etsy selling community, e-commerce community on just like how to make it work, how to like live this cool lifestyle while also selling like things online. So would you mind like for people that don't know you, like who's Brandon Dopp and like, how did you get here? Definitely. So 2019 into 2019, I was working a job that I didn't necessarily love and we were tied down to a specific location. I was working long hours and it wasn't the lifestyle that myself wanted as well as I didn't want for my family, for my wife and I. And beginning of 2020 is when we were starting to make decisions. My wife was just finishing up school. So it was like a transition period to start something different. And we always had the idea and intention to sell online, but didn't really know how to start out. Mm. And so 2020, we were looking for different ways and means to make money online so that we could start traveling. And in the meantime, we bought a one-way ticket to move to Southeast Asia, specifically to Bali. And we wanted to just live out in Southeast Asia and travel long-term and eventually create some source of income that's online. As you know, beginning of 2020, the world kind of turned upside down. Mm -hmm. Our flight was canceled due to the worldwide pandemic. And we were in this limbo state of not knowing what we should do and where we should go and how long it would be until we could actually travel. Uh, fast forward, um, March is when we fully discovered the topic of print on demand. And it really seemed too good to be true. Sure. And kind of questioned it, um, but I ended up starting opening my Etsy shop, um, watching some videos, doing everything I can to get things rolling. And a few weeks later, our shop was suspended. And at that, I thought you were going to say a success story just now. I thought you were going to be like a few weeks later, we had like a million dollars in. in the right? Bank. No, <laughs> I wish that was the case, but unfortunately, <laughs> it wasn't. Um, so our shop was suspended, and um, things were put on hold again. And we ended up moving to spend time with family. Um, fast forward further to June is when we finally were able to get our shop back. And we really started to dive in on Etsy and kind of go full force, trying to get our listing count up and just kind of master the craft. Crazy. Okay. The well, next month or go ahead. Real quick. I have to like summarize because you, you've moved through a lot of dates there. So 2020, 2019, you're like, okay, let's move. And then obviously the pandemic happened and you're like, okay, we can't move or something. We can't do what we plan. And then in March of 2020, you started an Etsy shop at that point, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. And then three months in, you're like shop suspended. You're like, damn, okay, this isn't working how it is. And, and then a few months later, that's where we're at right now. 
Yeah. Right. So June, okay. fast forward to June is when we started going full force on this and trying to master it. Next month, July is July 9th. Specifically, I was looking at it just before we jumped on this interview and July, July 9th is when we had our first sale and it, we sold a t-shirt and I remember running downstairs and telling my wife that we sold something online. Yeah. Just, it's kind of a surreal experience. Then a few hours later, we sold two mugs. And at that time, I'm like, holy cow, what, it seemed too good to be true. And we had our ups and downs, obviously. But then you fast forward fall of 2020 was our best time since we had opened. And we're doing consistently 15 to 30 sales a day. Love which that. in the grand scheme of things isn't a lot, but for us to make oh, brand new bucks was, was crazy to us. You know, real quick on that, like, that's so cool. I loved hearing that story already. Um, what I love about like print on demand or anything on selling online, it's like, you're creating like a deal, like out of thin air, right? Like <laughs> someone that you don't know, who does not know you and you don't know them. You didn't have to shake a hand. Like back in the day, you had to shake a hand. You had to trust this person. Is he going to pay me? Is it, you know, you like trade money, right? Trade food even, right? But like, no, we did everything like digitally. Like no one knows anybody. Just like you just created something of value out of thin air. It was valuable yeah. to them. And they traded their value with you. Maybe too deep or whatever, but that's, it's isn't crazy. It is like, crazy. And that's the thing is like a random stranger across <laughs> the United States found a listing that I created and trusted me enough to buy it. And just knew that it was going to be shipped to them. It was like, it was such a bizarre experience. I think that people overlooked that experience right there. And people are just like, oh, I only got one sale. Like, no, no, you got literally one sale out of, from a stranger that you've never even met before. That's insane. Yeah. Just do it 10 more times, you know, and then 20 more times. And then pretty soon you're like, oh, wow, I'm crushing it. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Even today too, it's like we, even though now we're selling more consistently, it's still, it's like you reflect back on, you're like, man, this is such a wild experience to know that we're selling to strangers and people are wearing things that we created That's now wild. across the entire world. That's crazy. Okay. So I'm sorry I cut you off again. Uh, I think it's just such, so valuable to like, just stop on those things sometimes. Where we leave off? Fast forward fall was our, be our best time then. And we've continued just to grow this business and come 2021, the world was still shut down. So we weren't able to do our initial trip that we wanted to do, but it was really a blessing in disguise because we were able to just fully focus on this, this new source of income that we've created and go all in on it to figure out how far we could grow this so that when the time comes, we're able to travel and do exactly what we want. And on my channel, I talk a lot about like finding your why to True. really fund the mission. And now we've been able to, we've had our why and now we're able to fund our why, which has been such a cool thing. We've been so grateful for it. That's amazing, man. Seriously. What is your why? If you don't mind sharing with us, like, why do you Honestly, do it? My, my biggest why is obviously to provide for a family. But on top of that, my wife and I love to travel and to not be tied down to a specific location, to have location freedom and time freedom. And you, you fast forward to 2022, we were finally able to go on that trip that was the whole like seed to starting all of this. And we were able to travel abroad in Southeast Asia for four months and, and do exactly what we want, where we want, when we want, because we were able to make money online thanks to the goodness of Etsy and print on demand. Uh, man, I love that. Your why is very similar to like everybody's why, my why personally, right? That's the ability to like live life on your own terms, right? I want to do when I want, where I want, with who I want, right? Is another is another pillar for us. Like I never want to do business with people that I don't really want to do business with, right? And and like those freedoms right there are like such major unlocks 
you know, to just happiness, I feel. So your life is interesting and you kind of just touched on it just now. Like, what does your life look like right now? Just for like anybody like listening to this, you mentioned like Southeast Asia a few times and like you're, where are you at right now? I know you're at somewhere interesting right now too. So we can talk about that. Like, where are you traveling to? For sure. So currently my wife and I are in Japan. So we're able to be here working remotely and we bought a one-way ticket here. So we don't know how long we'll be here, but we have the flexibility to be here as long as we want mm. and not have to get back to our nine to five job or whatever it is. So and you're from Utah originally, is that correct? My wife uh, is. Yeah, I grew up in Hawaii. Okay. So, but yeah, my we're from the United States and yeah, it's just crazy. It's like everything I dreamt of doing and wanting to have and do is is kind of come to surface now. And it's because of Etsy and Print on Demand. Like it's seen, I still remember this day, like looking back, trying to figure out all the different ways to make money online. And some of them you're very skeptical about specifically on print on demand. I was like watching specific channels and in the comment section, I always read the comment section to see if anyone's doing this and if it's a real thing or not. Mm -hmm. That's a handful of people say, I just got my first sale or I just made my first hundred bucks. I'm like, what in the world? This, this has to be real. Mm -hmm. And you fast forward, I'm like, man, it's hundred percent real. And if you're willing to take action and just move forward and to like have the mindset to just jump in and not wait, you can really change the course of your life. Man, I love that. And such good advice. Let's talk about that for a second. Like becoming, so 2020, your life changed, right? You made a decision somehow to be an entrepreneur. And before that, what were you doing? Like I was a, I was a tour guide. So I was giving guided tours and I was working the craziest hours and not, not, I enjoyed it. It was, it wasn't a bad job, but it wasn't what I wanted. And you it, certainly it can't sell tour guides online, right? I mean, you could, I guess, probably. <laughs> There's probably a way. But anyway, you weren't tour guiding online. Like you had no online e-commerce experience. No, not at all. None. I, I, so I have a degree in international cultural studies. So I studied conflict resolution and family mediation, which has nothing to do with what I'm doing now. But that is my end goal is to do something with more of a deeper meaning and mission to help people live a better life. I love that, man. And you're doing that right now. And you I don't know if you give yourself probably enough credit there. I'll, I'll I'll give you credit for you is like, you're literally doing that now by like sharing like your life now. And also like coming on the podcast, for example, and like sharing your story there, like literally like it's impacting people, like hundreds of hundreds of people per day, listen to this podcast. And like, they're going to hear this interview and they're going to be like inspired by, by your life and how you started. And like, I don't know, man, it's, Super impactful. So I just want to thank you again for that. Okay. So where are we going? As plug too, Cody, is anyone listening right now? I am no different than you. I, I don't have an up in like marketing or any skill set in designing. My wife and I work together. So my wife does a lot of the designing, but even her, she had no experience in this. And it's just crazy. Like if you have the willingness to learn, there's so many free resources online right now in our age with YouTube and blog posts. You can learn anything you want if you're willing to put in the time and effort. I love that. Can we talk about the mindset that you have to have as an entrepreneur though? Because 2020, you dealt with some downfalls, right? In 2020, obviously for the world, but like specifically for you, what kind of, there's people listening to this right now. They're not sure if they actually are an entrepreneur. Like they're not sure if they actually have what it takes to like live a life on their terms. Like they kind of have their job. They're maybe they're driving to their job right now, driving back. Like they're not convinced, you know? You don't have the proof that like, this is who I should be. I should, I should build my own online business. Like what kind of mindset should that is required to do what you've done so far? That's a, I feel like you could talk on this topic for a long time, but I, I think the biggest thing that prevents people from going the route of being their own, their own boss or being an entrepreneur is just the fear of failing mm. and you're guaranteed to fail. I'm not going to tell you now that if you start this, you're not going to fail. You're going to fail. But you have to know that when you fail, you're going to be willing to shift your mind and adapt and adjust to make things work. 
And for us, we, I went in knowing that this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to do whatever I have to do to make it work. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's like we had our ups and downs today. Still, things aren't perfect every single day, but we adapt and we continually learn to make things right and, and you can make it happen. But I think that's the biggest thing. You have to be willing to know that you'll fail and you can overcome failure. I love that. And I think it's also like that you knew what you wanted. I think at the beginning, it sounded like, like you pretty were pretty clear. Like, I want this to work. Like, I want to live this life. You know, I have this dream of this life and I want it bad enough. And if you want it bad enough, like there's no question, right? Then go do it, right? And it's going to take however long it takes, one year, six months, 10 years. The point is, if you want it bad enough, you will somehow bend reality, bend the world, right? That, for that to become your reality. And it sounds like that's kind of what you did, you and your wife both. Yeah, I feel like you have to have a reason behind anything to keep you motivated. Because like for us, we honestly, anytime things were slow, I was like, okay, I'm going to push through this because I want to be able to work remotely and have the freedom to spend time with my wife and to like, I remember back when I was working, when I was an employee and working a job that I had, like I had a, a plan months in advance. if I wanted to go on a trip hmm. or if I wanted to have a holiday hmm. off, it's like you had to plan so strategically, but now it's, I can work as much as I want or as little as want as I want. Now that we have things like the foundation built. Sure. This, the foundation and then the systems you probably have, like, which is this, the foundation you have the systems in place that you're trying to like, basically. And of course, I guess now my question is, are you still trying to grow your business? And there's no right or wrong answer to this. I'm just curious of like, you've achieved what you have so far and you seem like you're a really happy person and you're really grateful and content with, with what's going on in your life as you should be. Now, do you still have that urge to like do more or are you okay with what you have now? I'm curious. That's a good topic too. I I've noticed when things were really good, it would be easy to be stagnant and complacent, not have as much like an eagerness to learn and to um, grow your skill set. Because I remember the beginning stages, I was doing everything. Like I was, I'd even go as far as messaging successful sellers on Etsy, the shops that I was following. I'd message them individually and say, hey, what is it that you're doing that's bringing you so much success? Mm. And I, I was doing everything. So I was so desperate to, to fund our why. Um, but now when you have those times where you're you're doing well, it's easy just to be like just to set to the side and not do anything, but I'm always trying to be mindful of being an active lifelong learner. Cause I feel like if you're not always increasing your skill set, you'll easily just fall through the cracks. So you have Look, to always be learning no matter where you're at. When I was first starting like online or just entrepreneurship in general, I had this like vision of like success. And my vision was like, oh, wow, that guy can just like retire and like live on a beach and just like chill for the rest of his life. You know, you kind of soon to realize like, and not work another day in his life. And you kind of, for me, I don't know if you would agree, but you kind of realize that's not at all like the purpose of life, actually. Uh, that sounds like it might be fun for like a little while, but, you know, enjoy the wins, but it can't be, it's not, it can't be the real reason why we're doing this, right? Like, so when you said like being a lifelong learner, I could totally relate to that personally. Like I'll probably never stop working. My work might look, might change. It will, it might change throughout, you know, my life, but I'll never stop working because I, I find meaning and I find joy in my work. And I think that's the key. And somehow you figured that out. I agree. And I, I think what's interesting too, is I Etsy and print on demand, at least for us, I'm not going to speak for everyone. I feel like it's the catalyst or catapult for future businesses. When we first started, my only idea was to do print on demand. But since we took that first initial leap, 
that has opened the gate to entrepreneurship and to starting different ventures. We now have a digital shop that we do on Etsy that I had no idea about if I didn't start print on demand. Mm. And now today we have our own channel, our YouTube channel, which I had never intended doing in the beginning stages, but because I took that first initial step, it opened up new doors to doing bigger and um, more fulfilling things. Man, that's golden. I totally agree. I could so relate like on so many levels, like Etsy actually somehow like led to ever be for me. Right. And that's of course, right. Cause you start to see other problems in the marketplace and you become smarter about certain things. Right. And so it just leads to like you seeing problems and then trying to solve problems with somehow your service or your mind or your energy or a vision for the folks that are just starting. They're like Brennan in 2020, right? What should they be doing right now? You mentioned a little bit, you were messaging Etsy sellers. You were hungry, only a hungry, like diehard person. That's going to for sure succeed. will go that far. It's like message people and just like try to like pull golden nuggets out of any conversation they can. What does a person need to do? like really to make it. Yeah. So first thing is going to be finding your why, as we mentioned before, have a mission that you're working towards, and that will get you through the hard times. Uh, next is to know that you're going to fail and that you're going to overcome that. And then third thing I'd say is to not overcomplicate the system. Like there's all of the resources you need on, on YouTube and, and anywhere to know what you should do. But if you put in the work and focus on the most basic things, which is just to create high quality listings, that convert, then you're going to have success. Don't get caught up in the little things like making the most perfect banner or having the most perfect about a section. Those things do matter, but it's not what is going to really increase your sales and get you where you want to go. So focus on the most simple things and yeah, don't overcomplicate the wheel. Dude, I love that. Like that's part of like where like Everbee was like one of our core things is like, don't try to overcomplicate it. Just like find out what the market is buying and then make a product that they would want, right? And just give them that product. So that's all you have to do. And I know I don't want to like oversimplify it. Like it's like, it's so easy. And I obviously there's nuances, but it is that simple. It's like, what are people looking for? Give them what they're looking for. They will trade money for it. It's so, you know, and obviously you want to make it better. Like if you see competition, just improve it, right? Find a way to improve it and think on it and iterate on it and, and make variations of it. But I love that. If you know you're doing everything right, where it comes down to like SEO and ranking organically, and you have nice high quality mock-ups. I really do think it is if you're not making sales, it's because you're not creating what people want. Mm. Like you're designing for yourself instead of the buyer. So you have to be creating, like you said, what people are, what's in demand. And if you're doing that, you're going to make sales as long as you're doing the other fundamentals, which leads to conversion and to showing up in search results. I love it, man. Okay. So we talked about how, what someone needs to be focusing on when they're first starting out. What did Brennan do when he first started with your specific shop when you're back in 2020, if you could remember, I mean, did you go like the more of the niche approach? Did you just like print on demand? Like, or did you like just, you know, shirts, anything print on demand, I'm going to sell like, What was your strategy? Did you have one? Yeah. So first off we were selling everything and anything we could. So we were selling mugs, stickers, wall art, t-shirts, sweatshirts. Okay. And we we're just trying to find something that would sell. And then our, our plan was to double down on it. Um, and we were doing in the beginning stages, we were having niche or niche specific where it was positive, like positive quotes, positive mind, positive sayings. And it, it was, it was a, it was a long stretch, but yep. what I'm trying to say is we, we didn't make anything with that. And it wasn't until we shifted to a general store where we could des design in any niche and we could jump on any holiday and have this, this wide casted net to reach mm. a huge audience is when we started to see um, a lot of success. And then once we found a product that did well, so today we primarily sell 
Bellacamus 3001 t-shirts and Gildan 18,000 sweatshirts. And hmm. because those are what sold the best for us, we just doubled down on it and ran with it. Um, so yeah, now I'm all, I always talk about the importance of doing a general store and don't yes, limit yes. yourself to what you can sell because with print on demand, the, really the possibilities are endless. And so do you, did you like sell to a specific type of audience? Like always, or like, for example, like moms, right. Or like dads or like, or you're just like, literally like you just make designs for whatever the, the holidays could be or whatever, like the, the world seems to need right now. That's kind of what you would basically yeah. jump on. And then you double down on what Anyone works. and everyone that, that we wow. could reach, we would do. It's crazy, right? Like that's crazy. Cause it's like, there's, there's, I noticed that like the market is split, like meaning like the, uh, the, the coaching community, the Etsy education community is kind of split. Like some people are like general for sure. And then some people are like audience, you know, like you need to like build for a niche, you know, yeah. I think both are right. That's the cool thing about it. I think you can both be right. Uh, I agree. And so it's interesting though, like you, you, but you, you went wide first, like really wide. It's not like you were just trying different things, trying to figure out what sells, what doesn't. And then, but then you did narrow down into at least selling a products, like certain products and you just double down. Okay. Bella canvas three zero zero one selling. Let's yeah. make more things with that shirt. Same thing with the sweatshirt, right? I mean, you, you went wide and then you narrowed down deeper. Yeah. And with that too, I, I think obviously success leaves clues and with us doing, being able to do a general store, which I highly recommend in terms of like what category you're going to design for. If, for example, this is just an example, if you're creating a design for, let's say, nurses, and it's like a template design that you've created, if you bring that over into a different category, I can guarantee that similar elements that are selling well in one category mm. are going to sell in another category as long as you adapt it to that, that category or that niche. Um, if, if that does that make sense? So like if, if so, yeah. you have to double down on what's working and if it's working in one niche, it's going to work in another niche as long as you make whatever slight adjustments you need to, to that niche. Okay. I got it. And this could be like a design specifically, like a font, for example, or a color scheme. Correct. Yeah. So like, for example, retro fonts have been selling super well for the past year, year and a half, mm -hmm. and it works in all categories. Interesting. Or all niches. So yeah, it's like double down on what's working and. And that's the quickest and fastest way to increase sales. Crazy. What are the downsides to having a general store? The upsides are clear. Um, what are the downsides? Is there is there any clearly for you? Honestly, I I couldn't tell you one downside because it's cool. it's widening your audience. It allows you to design for every single holiday. Like when we first initially started out, when we were just doing like positive positive quotes or positive sayings, we were very limited on like designing for Halloween or for. Christmas, you could incorporate it, but it just wasn't the same as like jumping on trends that were doing well. Got it. Um, so yeah, it, I think it opens more opportunities. Like I couldn't really say there's one downside yeah. other than having to spend more time designing because there's so much okay. to design for. I was just going to ask that. Okay. And I, I was actually going to ask like, how much time do you spend like keeping up with trends or keeping up with things because you basically you're identifying trends in the market and then you're kind of jumping on them. And then, so it's not like a set and forget it type of thing. There has to be some level of like maintenance on your, on your business. Right. For sure. And too, with that, I like designing for, don't get me wrong, like designing for quarter four, like for, for Halloween and Christmas is going to probably be your strongest months. At least it has been for us in our experience. Mm -hmm. But with that too, you can't only focus on that. You have to also design for evergreen things. So for like, um, bachelorette party themed shirts or for teachers or whatever it is, you have to have a balance of both because when those holidays are over, 
things are going to go quiet really quick if you're not designing for evergreen niches. Do you think that um, oftentimes I, I meet with Everbee users or or friends or family even, right? They're just starting on Etsy, any commerce, like, and they feel like they're too far behind to even get started. They're just like, damn, like, but is it, can I actually make it though? Like, can I actually make a living here? Because it just seems like everybody and their, and their mom and their sisters are jumping on to this print on demand opportunity. Uh, what is your like thoughts for them? You're never too late. Like you're, you are never too late to find success. I, I did a, a live stream a while ago on my video and I talked about this already, but if you, for an example, I don't know if any of you, if for those of you that drink a lot of water and you love water bottles, mm -hmm. if you're familiar with the water bottle Stanley, it entered a extremely saturated niche where water bottles have been around forever, mm -hmm. but they figured out a way to adapt and to market it correctly to now they're one of the most popular water bottles, at least in the areas that I've been in the United States. Mm. And, and then to the same situation, were they too late? In theory, they were too late, but they were able to set themselves apart, make something different that people wanted. And like, for example, they could throw their water bottle in the dishwasher where the original like hydro flasks and things you couldn't. Mm. So I, I, my theory is like, you're, you are never too late if you're willing to figure out how to stand up. I, I agree with you. I think like for the most part, it's a limiting belief. You know, it's somehow like we've, we've convinced ourselves that we can't make it work because, you know, they thought about this like for years, like look at all these shops, they're so old. And of course you got, of course they got these sales because they're like been, been around for like five years, you know, it's like, it's a thing, you know, and I never be like, personally, like when I look at data, I get inspired when I see like these brand new shops that are three months old and they're having like literally hundreds of sales, like per, per month. Right. Like, and I'm just like, yes, there's an opportunity everywhere. And you do you have to be good? Of course you have to be good, you know? Like the market will dictate if you're good or not and, and just get better and like provide a more valuable product, provide a better service, provide care more. And and sure enough, like you will you'll win. You'll find a way to win. And something with that too, I th I think a lot of people they'll just search for best sellers on Etsy and then they will go and replicate that design mm. and not make any sales. And I can promise you, if you're just copying another bestseller, you are too late. So you have to take what's working, improve upon it, make it your own in order to stand out. Because if for me as a buyer, if I'm going to Etsy or to Amazon, of course, I'm going to buy from the shop that has the most reviews and the most sales sure. rather than this no-name shop. So you have to make something different to be able to not to really to make it in the game today. I love that. Can we go for an example through that? Because some people, I noticed this is a disconnect. They're just like, okay, I hear you, Brennan. Like, I hear you. I need to like make something different. But like, how do I do that with print on demand, right? Like, how do I take this retro shirt for bachelorettes, for example? And how do I make it different or better? How do I make it better than this one here? This one seems pretty damn good. Yeah. Like, how do you even think about that? Biggest way for us would be to take it from a specific category, like bachelorette themed shirts that's working right. and apply those elements with whatever, if it's a phrased, you'd obviously change the phrase, but apply those elements into a niche that you're more familiar with. So that'd be the one way. Next way is to take the elements that are working, completely change the phrase and font style so that mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's different than what, what's already there. But yeah, if you're ever going to just duplicate exact font style, exact color scheme, exact graphics, it's going to be very difficult to... Yeah. Really yeah. So if that's your strategy, like it's not going to be a strategy for very long, right? Like you, you'll, you'll run into issues like with the seller, like the seller of that original listing, probably contacting you. And that's going to be annoying for you. 
not to mention it's just not a good business practice to just purely just like rip off and you know duplicate like take the data apply the data make it you know improve it ideally if you improve it or make it different you need to differentiate yourself somehow and if that is taking like changing the phrase you know you have tools nowadays like or you can use your brain and you get creative with that you know make a cute phrase or you can use chat gtp now right you can like there's so many resources you can literally say like hey here's the phrase can you make me five other examples of this phrase yeah. like it's uh the tools are here like you said you know Wow. I agree. On that too, it's like going back to what what advice I would give to someone starting out. I think that's another thing. Don't be afraid to invest in your business and invest in yourself and use the tools that are out there to allow you to get where you want. There's obviously you're gonna have to, there's, there are some free tools, but if you're willing to fork out a little money, it's going to allow you to really scale your business significantly faster than if you were to do it on your own. When it comes to design tools, when it comes to research tools like Everbee, you can do things that will save you so much time and allow you to really grow your business yeah. uh, in a much faster way. Man, I love that. Totally. Like how much money has Brennan spent on like courses or tools or, or just like things, right. Just to, just to get to where you are today. I'm sure you've spent like literally hundreds, obviously thousands of dollars, right. Uh, it's, For it's, sure. super, it's like, you need it. It's not, it's not even like a thing where it's like, do I need it? Can I make it without it? It's like, no, just like, are you serious about it? Yes or no? Yes. I'm yep. serious. Okay, well then, what's the question? You know, like I agree. Like I've personally, I personally purchased courses in the past years ago, literally in the like tens of thousands of dollars, and that's the most expensive one I've ever purchased. And I still am getting benefits from it. You know, five years later, I'm still getting benefits from that course that's made me so much more money. And I'm like, I, th I honestly think about that all the time. And like, when every time, anytime I think that something's expensive, like this thing can compound and all that knowledge can just, I can take that knowledge with me and apply it to future businesses even. So anyway, a small tangent on investing in yourself, but you need to invest in yourself for sure. Yeah, I agree. And with that too, for those, I know that a lot of people that are starting out in this space, they have no money and they're mm -hmm. looking for ways to make some extra money. So don't think in order to, to begin the journey, you have to start paying for Canva or forever be, or for all these different yep. tools. You don't have to. But in order to really scale and to expedite the process of getting to where you want, eventually you should invest because the return will be so much greater. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good point for sure. I mean, obviously, yeah, you need to stay in business. You need to like make sure that you're alive tomorrow and you know you have electricity for you so you can pay the internet so you can actually start the Etsy shop for sure. Yeah. Um, but if you're in a position to like, you just somehow carve out that if it's a priority, like somehow you'll make it work, right? Like yeah, you'll just you'll just find it. You'll just find a way to make it work. What's next for you and your shop and your business and your? I know you're on YouTube now and you're doing cool stuff. Like what's next for you? What are you working on now? We're going to continue to grow our print on demand shop as well as our current digital product shop that we have. And then I have a lot of ideas for new channels. One of them is just the idea because just because we're on the topic here is I feel like no matter how much success you have in life, you're still going to look for more. Hmm. And if you talk to anyone, they're always, they're looking for meaning. People are always looking for meaning. So my, my future venture I'm going to be working on and is in the works now is creating content that allows people to know and connect with very successful people who are still looking for meaning. And so you just have to be content with the blessings that you currently have and where you currently are. And that relates to Etsy. I feel like if you're not making a sale a day or 10 sales a day, you get down on yourself, but you have to be grateful for the small wins that you do have. And that's as little as if you created a new listing today. Yeah. Like be grateful for what you have and good things will happen and you'll live a much hap a much more fulfilled and happy life. And which usually leads to like more success, you know, 
and more energy to, and to invest inside into, into your business. Like, I totally agree with that. Like how we feel about our business is so darn important. Like you have to feel good about it. You can't just like be down on yourself all the time. And you have to be thankful for the internet sometimes, literally like, Seriously. like a oh, thank goodness. I got a computer literally to, to something, to have a computer to fail on, you know, kind of thing. Like it sounds kind of silly, but we have to play tricks on ourselves. And this is one of those things, you know, I agree. And um, yeah, jump, jumping back to print on man too. It's like, there's so much money on the table for those that are just starting out today that even me every day, I'm like, I know I'm still missing out on opportunities if I'm not constantly listing or creating more designs because there's just, there's so much space for everyone. So if you're like for growing our businesses, I know that we can continue to grow our businesses just because the opportunities are endless on what you can do and what you can create. Because the markets are always shifting, right? They're always changing. Uh, People are always going to be buying things online. It's going to increase. Print on demand will be changing and adapting too. Like more products are going to become available. That's just how it's going to work, right? Someday it's going to be 3D printing, right? That we can like print on demand, right? And like all these things are ever evolving, right? So if you just like are in the mix, you can kind of see all that and capitalize on it. I agree. Interesting, man. Cool. Where can people find you? On YouTube right now, my channel is Brennan Dopp. As well as we have a, fa- a Facebook group called Print On Demand Warriors. I have links to that in all of my descriptions on my channel. But Awesome. And we'll link, uh, if anybody listening to this or watching this, wherever you're tuning in, we'll link to all those things in the description or the show notes, either one. But uh, any last thoughts, man, that before we sign off, any words of last minute and words of encouragement for the aspiring Etsy seller or the one that has a thousand sales and trying to get to 10,000 sales? Don't wait, be willing to take action. And if you do, your life will change. I love it, man. Cool. Well, thank you so much, man. I seriously appreciate you. Thanks, Cody. It's good to be on. Cool, man. See you later.